a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you, as always. I am Boyd Matheson. And yesterday we talked about presidential leadership, executive leadership, what that looks like, what that is. And really interesting, we had a conversation with Yuval Levin about the fact that both former President Trump and current President Biden both fall into the very weak category as executive leaders uh, for very, very different reasons. Uh, We broke it down in terms of what uh, President Biden has and hasn't done in terms of a vision and an agenda, especially for those working inside the executive branch agencies. Uh, And the good test of that, as our friend Yuval pointed out, is does a mid-level presidential appointee in one of those executive branch agencies, would they know what the president would do if they were in that position, if they were making that decision? Do they know what the vision is? Do they know what the goal is? Do they know what the the desired result is? And with President Biden, that's just a lack of leadership. There's no real clarity there. With former President Trump, it was completely different. He just wasn't interested in the execution of what was going on in those executive branch agencies. Uh, he was chasing a lot of squirrels and uh, doing a lot of uh, you know, perfunctory political things uh, and very performative uh, in terms of what he was doing, most of it in front of large groups. Uh, Again, a lot of the things happening there. So there's a really interesting breakdown in terms of executive leadership. Alexander Hamilton said that the real key to being effective in the executive branch is being able to make energetic decisions quickly and uh, to be able to govern to, to maintain, to keep the processes rolling. And so really interesting, in terms of making decisions, I think that's also another really interesting component of executive leadership that both President Trump and President Biden struggle with. Uh, with President Biden, we've seen on a number of things as new information comes in, whether it was dealing in Afghanistan, uh, some of these issues that they were just very slow on the uptake of new information coming in and then being able to turn that into a decisive, energetic action. And that's a really interesting test. And so we went through the executive branch, talked about what kind of leadership that is, uh, why many of uh, our more effective presidents on both sides uh, have been governors. Because as a governor, you you have to execute. You you are in executive leadership role. You have to get things done. You have to keep all of the things rolling. Uh, And sadly, we keep rewarding uh, with the presidency, those that are really good at big rallies, those that are really big at speeches, uh, or who can uh, you know lob the the most uh, verbal artillery at the other side, and that's not what it takes to be an effective president, which again is not about political power. It's really about a string of duties that the president and the executive branch have. Uh, as promised, uh, we're going to shift now and we're going to look at the United States Senate leadership in the Senate. And when I look at leadership in the Senate, uh, I look at it from a position of lack of leadership in the United States Senate. 
And if you look at the current leader, Chuck Schumer, if you look at the previous leader, Mitch McConnell, who's now the minority leader, uh, I think they're the same person. Just going at it slightly different. And sadly, they are focused far more on the politics than they are the legislation. Remember, it is part of the legislative branch. And legislatively, not a lot going on from either side. Uh, The fact that we end up with so many of these ridiculous bills that are thousands of pages long that nobody's read, uh, the leaders of both sides decide, well, the best thing to do is to not have any amendments, because if we have amendments, then this whole thing will unravel. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. And so there's no amendments fake fight, false choice. It's, it's all the things. And we're going to watch that, by the way, in the lame duck session. Uh, here's your preview of coming attraction after the election. Uh, they'll take a few weeks off. They'll have Thanksgiving. They'll come back the 1st of December. Uh, they'll have 16 days to get a spending bill done or the government will run out of money and shut down. The, both sides will go hysterical if we can't let that happen. We can't do that right before Christmas. And they'll have this big fake fight over who's pushing grandma off the cliff, who doesn't care about our children and the future, uh, and it will go back and forth. And then on the 16th of December, McConnell and Schumer will have met in a private room. They will have hashed out the deal. They'll drop it on the floor of the Senate. They'll immediately call for a vote. No one will have read it. No one will be able to offer an amendment They'll take a vote, and most likely they will kick the can into the new year in the new Congress. Or they'll do a mega omnibus of all omnibus, uh, throw everything and the kitchen sink in, uh, and say we have to do this or the government shuts down before Christmas, and we can't do that. Fake fight, false choice. That's not leadership. And sadly, when we look at both leader... uh, Schumer and Minority Leader McConnell, it's a complete lack of leadership. And senators on both sides should be tired of it because it's really preventing them from really being senators. And it's all just politics. And you end up with that four-person law firm of Schumer, McConnell, Pelosi, McCarthy doing everything. So I have always said that the biggest change that could happen in the country would be if the Democrats picked a new leader and if the Republicans picked a new leader. And so let's say that whoever gains control 
of the United States Senate. It still could be a 50-50 split with the vice president making the ultimate call, keeping the Democrats in power. It could be 51-49, 52-49 if the red wave of the Republicans moves through on Tuesday night. But here's the number that I think we all ought to start thinking about. 26. 26. In order to become the leader, if your party has 51 seats in the Senate, that means if you want to be the leader, you got to get 26 votes from your colleagues to be the leader. Surely there are 26 Democrats or 26 Republicans who are tired of the way things have been done. It wouldn't be that hard. 26 is not a big number. And so then the question becomes, are you willing to lead? Do you have the courage to lead? What are you afraid of? And those are the big questions. The other thing that I have found in people who have the title of leader but are not leading is they always talk about how complicated things are. And if you listen to Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell, they will always tell you how complicated this process is. Uh, Complicity is dangerous. Simplicity is powerful. And the more complicated those two can make it, the longer they will stay in power. And so we have to get to simplicity. And the simplicity number to me is 26. 26 senators from either side of the aisle could change the leadership dynamic in the Senate. That would be a good day for the Republic in my view. Because I think we have gotten into some horrible habits under the, quote, leadership of Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer. Because they seem more intent to convince us that we're too divided to do anything. And remember, folks, whenever you hear someone say, we're just too divided to get anything done, that's what they want you to believe. Because as long as we're too divided, they stay in power. They hold on to power, and they have an excuse for not doing anything. So we have to change the the dynamic there just a little bit. So think different. We've got to think about real leadership. We've done it in the executive branch. We'll look at it in the Senate. We'll look at it at the House coming up tomorrow. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone. And get ready, because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com 
or wherever you get your podcasts.